the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you for change, and motivate you for success. This is your host and coach, Linda Carmine, here with a special show about mastering your emotions and taking on your energy and learning how to be empowered by it. Our special guest tonight is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And, but before I introduce him, I have to introduce my two co-hosts, the one and only Fred Martinez. Fred, how are you tonight? I'm first now. <laughs> In your face, Chris. <laughs> I know you had issues last time that we did this. That's why I want to make sure you felt special and I introduced you first tonight. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's right. <laughs> and, and let's not forget Christopher Shiver. How are you tonight, Chris? I'm feeling great. How's everybody else doing? We're doing quite well, and we're excited for tonight and our special guests. So let's not waste any more time. Let's introduce this amazing person, Leo Richard. He is here with us tonight. You know, Leo is, he, he, how do I explain this? He partners with professionals ready for a life reset so they can master their emotions and energies, upgrade their life, find new levels of vitality and create a life and relationship they deserve. So be, so let's just jump right into this. Leo, how are you tonight? Great. Thank you for the nice warm welcome. Hey, everybody. Hey, Fred, Chris, and uh, Len, of course, here that I've got on the front screen. Um, I'm trying to match the enthusiasm that's going on on the screen. I just got a, <laughs> a little bit here. Uh, well, like, yeah, we, we like to have fun on our show. We want to make sure that you're having fun tonight. Sure. So we're just going to have just an awesome conversation about a whole bunch of different things. But before we get into that, I, I have a quick question for you. Sure. Can you share one thing about yourself that a lot of people don't know about? Uh, one, just one. Just one. Is one. <laughs> Unless you have more. Some amazing trip you've been on, something, something that oh. you love to share. One uh, thing that happened a few years ago, I led a global movement for peace and water and all that, like protecting water. Uh, oh. Quarter million people involved. Uh, it was really cool. Oh. Um, and so I've, done, I've been at the core center of a couple of major global movements for like peace and activism and stuff like that. So it's been pretty cool. I'm going to jump in on this. And uh, thank you for that, Leo, because I'm actually, I, I, I was born outside the United States. And you said the, the right word, my apologies, something just came up. It's not like you just said water, right? Yeah. Oh my God. So right now that is, thank you so much. Cause that right now is going to become the greatest resource issue of our, of the next three generations. It is probably the most important thing ever. It, that's, that's freaking, where did you do that in? Um, so it was a group we brought together like an indigenous rights group. Um, there was like Occupy is pretty well known. Anonymous is relatively known different sex about that. And the UN even got involved, different, you know, theology, religions and stuff got together and like prayed or meditated or whatever in their own way for water. Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of idea with water that water carries energy and impression of what people put into it with, um, you know, different like with emotives kind of stuff, right? And um, so the idea was to put that into the water so that the water could give that back to the world and nature and yeah, it was really, really, really cool. So that's yeah. awesome. So it's just spreading that positive energy, putting it in the world, and letting it circulate. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, so, yeah. he's putting he's putting it in the water. 
So he, he's backing it out to everybody. Must I, I need it. More good vibes. I need those vibes all the time. Everybody needs those vibes, especially this year. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 2020. The new decades is quite an interesting thing. What do you like? Every month, there's a new thing, right? There's like tropical storms in Greece, of all places. There, there's like you know everybody's the wildfires in California and Oregon and stuff like that. Then you've got COVID, and then you've got whatever the next thing that's coming down the pipeline here we'll see what happens next week in the u.s and you know by the time people viewers see this they'll be like well what happened here you know kind of thing so so, so and and you said earlier it's, it's for you it's really about getting them in balance right helping partnering with people and making sure that their energy what, what, what word would you use um the, well actually i have four words that i work with us oh so, lovely yeah so do you want me to kind of explain this a little bit all right so yeah it goes with uh, the living life full to the brim. So the acronym of brim, B-R-I-M. So the first one is balance. So everybody kind of has this idea of like a work-life balance. Nine to five, you turn off the phone and you hang out with your family or something like that, right? Um, and that's kind of actually doesn't work. Most people hate that kind of model of balance or I've got to have this and I got to do have my health here, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. There's all these programs about how to do balance, but how do you actually create balance? like what, what actually causes balance and imbalance is actually what causes balance. Like if you're going to trip and fall, it's like, well, I got to find my balance. So imbalance actually causes balance. So if you're always quote unquote balanced, you're not actually challenging yourself. You're not actually in a state of balance because you start to get into mediocrity. You start to become boring. Life becomes boring. Your relationships become boring, your career and so forth. Like that's all exciting and fresh at, new, at first, but then it kind of plateaus and then it's kind of like, well, I'm not balanced. Mm. So the idea is to push yourself into a state of imbalance, just on the edge. I call it riding the psychic wave. And then you can learn how to ride the sweet spot that's unique to your own kind of neurology, your emotions, your, um, your spiritual energy and so forth like that. And then you can actually ride the edge of imbalance to actually create balance. And the upside of that is you're clear headed. Um, you can think straight. Like when you fall over, you're not thinking about your phone falling out of your hands. You're thinking about, oh, I can't break my arm. Mm -hmm. Distractions, you're actually on point and you're sharp. And so then if you can learn how to tap into that consistently, you can actually really excel and be really efficient with your life and have all that engagement and enthusiasm mm -hmm. rather than always trying to like motivate yourself or whatever, because that doesn't actually work. You get the rah-rah like mentor weekends of like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then you crash a week later, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you ride that wave? And it's unique to everybody, but that's the, the balance part of the, the equation, but I have three more to go if you want to hear it. Yeah, please. Please. No. The, and, and thank you for saying that. Cause you're right. The, the rah, rah speech is oversold, isn't it? Yeah. Like some of the biggest experts are like, this is what you do. This is what you do. Motivate yourself, motivate yourself. Like <laughs> I, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Next. You know, like, I'm not going to um, so the, the next piece is resetting, right? So when, like, say you're really out of balance, life is really out of balance and you've got this crisis or midlife crisis, or you lost your job or you got, COVID, you know, different things that reset, right? It, it's really an opportunity to refocus on what is it you actually want, right? What is it that you want? You end a relationship and what is it that you actually want? It's a time to kind of reset and basically resetting involves collecting your energy back, pulling your energy back from different situations because you've been on a track or certain trajectory for a while. And then you change course because something changes like COVID, like 2020, everybody's like, we're finally out of the 
the nameless decade of the tens or the teens or the tweens or whatever, and we're in the twenties and then <laughs> boom, okay. <laughs> and so it's like this whole collective reset going on. Um, and it's really an opportunity to kind of refocus, like what's priority in, in your world when you're forced to self-isolate or whatever side of the conspiracy theories you're on, it does, doesn't matter. It's what's happening in the world regardless. And so it's like, okay, so let's use this opportunity to reset. What do I really want to create out of my life, right? And so that's the kind of second piece. And then the third piece is to be able to actually do this efficiently and effectively is you need to have integrity in place. If you don't have integrity in place, you're going to repeat the cycle. You're going to show up in same type of relationship. You hear people always talk about narcissists and empaths and always like that. Well, it has nothing to do with that pattern. It has everything to do with you. And it needs to come from a place of integrity and getting to really know who you are at your core. And from there, you can like power forward, have that enthusiasm that you guys kind of showed up with on this call, right? Just like, it's kind of like, oh, you're, it's like there's a integrity with you guys because you guys know what page you're on to show up to a podcast, right? So it's like, boom, okay, here we go. You have that level of integrity in place, right? And then the fourth piece is around mastery. And mastery is being able to maneuver the levers in your life, the gears in your life in a really masterful way now, the rule of thumb is mastery takes 10,000 hours. And I mean, it could, um, but there are certain tweaks and sort of hacks that can get you there a whole lot sooner if you know how to apply them effectively. And so one of those things is integrity. And one of those things is finding that sweet zone in, in your balance and learning how to pull all your energy in that space so that you're not wasting time or making really mm. bad decisions or and like, oh my God, here I am again, uh, kind of thing. Like right now, global scale level, We've got COVID reset, you know, politics, whatever. Um, you know, we can continue on to next year and repeat the same cycle again and again and again and again until we kind of like, you know, I'm sick and tired of this. Or we can find our integrity and go forward from that particular place, right? So that's the kind of the gist of those those four pieces. So yeah, but the, the, the fun is in the process, man. It, it's oh. like just going through everything. It's just like being in this moment and just. It's just like when you when you talk about riding a wave, I kind of look at it as like surfing. You're going to ride it and ride it and ride it until the until the wave just disappears. But you can have fun while you're riding it. Totally, totally. And then part like if you're in the surf or in the curl, right? It's like if you're not on point, if you don't not like you're pushing mm -hmm. yourself out of balance, right? When you're you're surfing, right? You got to constantly like keep your balance. But if you kind of miss that sweet spot and be on point. If you get slammed into the bottom, right? It hurts. I still have sand in my sinuses from like 15 years ago. It's like, it's like you got to be on point and, and that's like kind of learning how to ride that wave. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that bit that going in the metaphor because you're, you're right. It, as soon as you're off point, you're either going into, into the wave and going underneath and then hitting the floor really hard because that's happened to me where I cracked my board in half on my stomach. And it was just like, and, 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 it's, and of course, you know, it's, it, I, in the moment was, is I got out of balance because I was looking, I, I got focused somewhere else on the beach. Somebody was walking by and I decided to look at them instead of being present and focused on what was happening in that moment that required the balance that I needed. Yeah, totally. And then if you get the board big enough in this analogy, right, then you can have a second person. You can even have your dog on the end of the board or whatever, right? You can learn how to Kind of sweet spot for that with someone else or another another being so yeah it's cool yeah, I, I love it but leo can you do me a real quick favor can you just recap real quick those four principles one more time all right so Brim, by name 
living life full to the brim, right? So the first one is balance. So the edge of imbalance so that you can find that sweet spot in your life. And then the reset yeah. is essentially, you know, pulling your energy together. And then also as part of that is kicking out everybody else's stuff, like their agendas or their emotions or whatever that you've absorbed. And the third piece is the integrity where you're connected to your core, your power, your truth, and the mastery is being able to master the different levers in your life, like the core categories, like your, your relationships, your finances, your career. Those are the, these are the big three, right? And health is usually another big category, but yeah. Awesome. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Now I want to talk a little bit about, you know, mastering emotions. I know this year has been really tough on people. What, tell us a little bit more about where you fit in, how, how you deal with that, what strategies you offer okay. that you recommend for people. Okay. So you've got this dichotomy. So dichotomies are opposite ends of a spectrum, good, bad, right, wrong, black, white kind of stuff. Yeah. And so you've got on one side is becoming, and then the other side is you've got denial. So this is how most people relate to emotions. They become the emotion and then they feel guilty or they feel bad or whatever. And then they shut it down and they, they go into denial with it. And then they push all that rage, that anger, that whatever down. And then they just blow up at their kids or they blow up at the, their loved ones or whatever. And then they go into that cycle. That's like kind of a whole thing. They go back and forth between becoming and denial. And that's the kind of the emotional dichotomy. Now, this is how, when people start to approach therapy, they kind of go, okay, I'm going through this. I got to go deal with therapy and go see a counselor or maybe hire a coach or whatever so that I can deal with this stuff. But there's only one way to step off of this dichotomy and it's being able to experience uh, without becoming those. So for example, a lot of people think anger is a bad emotion. All right, so shut down anger, it's a bad, that sort of stuff. And the difference between anger and resistance in terms of our culture's pictures is that most people frame anger as resistance. They, they kind of confuse resistance, mm -hmm. which is like judgmental and fighting and blame and excuses and stuff. Like that. That's what anger is. But anger, if you give someone who is depressed permission to run anger, they're not going to be depressed. And, and I did, I spent six years in cutting edge neurotech and I got to really learn the nuances of a person's brain. And it was like one out of a thousand people uh, who are depressed, it was actually a choice, or, or sorry, actually wasn't a choice. It was like a neurological thing mm -hmm. that was from a car accident or whatever, but the other 999 people, so to speak, it was actually a choice to stay in that depression. And they're not dealing with their anger, letting their anger come up because they have so much judgment about it. Mm -hmm. so push it down, push it down. And depression just basically, you know, it's suppression is depression of emotion. And, you know, Obviously, you signed my waiver here of therapy and what have you, but like that's the <laughs> reality uh, of the, the emotions. And so how you experience your emotions without becoming them is you really need to get in touch with who you are, your, your core essence. And my language for that is your, your spiritual vibration. Mm. So from your spiritual vibration, then you can step out of this dichotomy of becoming in denial in terms of the emotions. Now, when you're looking at the culture with what's going on in 2020, then you've got a lot of people that are starting to become it. They're going into apathy, not caring. And then you start to get these little flare-ups of anger um, with, you know, yes. race, race issues. We'll just call it that. It's predominantly race issues right now with everything. But it's all, but it just flares up. And then you get different races against each other. And it's just all this resistance. It's not actually anger. So mm -hmm. that's how, this is how it kind of shows up in the world. And you really need to experience your, your core vibration. If you're being authentic, place of integrity, you're not going to go blow up a car, right? You're, you're going to express anger in a very different way. That's, that's not actually anger, right? Mm. Um, so that's the kind of dynamic. So 
what's happening is you get all this gurgling coming up from the depths of people that's starting to show up in their thoughts and feelings and sitting and I can dive deeper in this if you want, but there's, in, in my opinion or my perspective, if you want to kind of go there, would you like to go there? Yeah, let's go there. Yes. That's great. <laughs> We're listening, like, like, like Fred's taking notes right now, Leo. <laughs> like. All right, cool. So you've got essentially your thoughts and feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where all therapy models, well, not all of them, but vast majority of therapy and uh, healing focus on your thoughts and feelings. So if you have negative thoughts or negative feelings, then you're going to have negative thoughts, negative feelings, vice versa, and all that kind of stuff. And if you just somehow disrupt that, then you're somehow going to have positive thoughts and positive feelings. And sure, that might work surface level, uh, but you got to think about this. Um, most people say, or most scientists say that you use about 4% of your brain. So let's mm-hmm. say it's higher than that at 20%. And so let's say just to give kind of a, a fair state, let's say it's 20%. Okay, so if your thoughts and feelings are controlled by 20% and you're like, I'm going to be positive or I'm going to disrupt this negative thought, then there's a whole other 80% of you that's going unnoticed and unmatched and stuff like that. So what you need to do is you need to go underneath this, which is what I call pictures. Okay, so these could be memory pictures. These could be identity pictures. These could be, I should be such and such type pictures. I'm from this family. This is my last name. I'm from this culture, whatever. Mm -hmm pictures are that create your sense of communication, your sense of culture, your sense of beingness in the world. And so these pictures inform your thoughts and feelings. So let's take an Olympian, which is a much more neutral thing than race these days. I could try the race card, but that that might light up a few flares, but <laughs> let's just stick with an Olympian. So an Olympian wants to, you know, their pictures are they got to get up at five in the morning, they got to eat uh, lean chicken breast and broccoli. Um, They have to work out six days a week. They get to bed at a certain time. Whatever their pictures are about being an Olympian, right? Are you listening, Fred? (laughs) (laughs) So you've got these different pictures about what an Olympian is supposed to be like, right? And so they miss that picture. They they don't hit that mark. They don't get up at 5. They get up at 5.30 or even 5.01. And they beat themselves up. They have these negative thoughts that come in and these feelings and that's their, their cycle, their day. Now, the problem with this is if you, you can get on top of your picture somewhat, this is starting to deal with a lot of psychology in terms of subconscious pictures. Now, underneath here is what, you, what I call core pictures. Now, these core pictures inform what the pictures are on top of that. It's like a little nucleus. So you have this kind of all these little pictures and then you've got this one like core picture underneath. And so these core pictures are usually trauma pictures. They could be childhood things. They could be life relationship issues, present time, just constant stress. Um, I have a two-year-old daughter right now, for example, and she's watching everybody wear masks. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think about mm-hmm. with this when she's like 20, and this is her childhood kind of growing up in this environment of people wearing masks and constantly like washing their hands or sanitizing. What is this going to do to her psychology? It's really so. These are the pictures coming up and this is going to be a core picture for her because it's it's evident everywhere in society right now regardless of you believe in the COVID or not it's a, a whole thing right exactly yeah so you have this core picture that then inform these other pictures that inform your thoughts and feelings so these core pictures let's say it's a trauma wound that your dad harshly invalidated you and cut you down in your childhood and so it's a, I'm not good enough or I'm a failure or something like that and when you don't hit your pictures your Olympian pictures these core pictures of I'm not good enough or I'm a failure get triggered. Mm-hmm. And then it sets off this whole kind of thing here. Okay. And it goes, doo, 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 doo. and then that screws up your whole, or uh, it messes up your whole day. Right. And right. go on with life like that. 
Now, underneath this is something even else. I'm just checking the board here. Is what I call programming. Okay. Now, there are only two things that I know of that actually just programming. One is EMDR. I forget the actual all the words with it, but it's a psychology process or psychiatry. These little strobes and lights to kind of deal with trauma and stuff, and they give you a different le level of programming. It helps kind of clean out your programming. Now, the problem with that is it's really slow. Um, you, you go, it's really intense, and it's like two, three weeks before you can go back again, and, and it's really slow, and if you don't have the tools or the emotional stability uh, and having dealt with your core pictures and pictures and stuff, it's going to create like a pretty big healing crisis for you in your life and identity crisis and whatever. <laughs> the other thing that I know of that can actually do this is um, NLP or neuro-linguistic programming. Now, I know a couple of you here actually use that, so please don't take offense. It's just this is my perspective, and you have your own perspective. Now, programming, you can imagine like little lines in your head, okay? So they're like little lines, like little neurons doing their thing, but they're like little energetic lines in your head. Now, what NLP does is it takes a programming line and bends it. The programming line's still there, and it changes the, the kind of programming, but it's still programming. Now, the problem with programming is it limits your free will because you're still caught in programming energy. You're still caught in that thinking. You're still caught in this way of programming yourself or these templates or um, matrices or whatever the language they're using these days. And it still informs your core pictures and all these pictures and thoughts and feelings. So let's say programming. Let's give you like a broader perspective of programming. Let's talk about Western society. Now, most people in Western society don't think about this, but we live in a Christian society. Mm -hmm. Our calendar is based on the Gregorian calendar, which comes from 3400 or 34 AD kind of thing. Council of Nicaea. Yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of stuff. And we have the industrial age programming, which is the Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. And our days are named on Christianity. We have our holidays and our scheduling based on Christian programming and all that kind of stuff. We have all that stuff in our society. It's a program. It's completely based. It's like the fabric of our, or at least Western society is what our programming is caught in. And all our decisions, all our actions, like being on this, this podcast with you is based on certain programming that comes from that in our scheduling, regardless if we are Christian or not. It's kind of, but it's just mm -hmm. the whole idea of it. So this programming energy really impacts your core pictures. So let's say an 11-year-old had both their parents die when they were, you know, when they're 11, right? And in a Western society, that's, oh, poor orphan. It's very sad, it's very ugly, it's very bad for that child. In more of an Eastern culture or someone or a culture that would celebrate death and life and all that kind of stuff, it would influence the programming and the core pictures very differently. So if it's like core pictures are like parents dying, oh, that was, you're a poor orphan now, right? That's the core picture that gets informed. Where mm -hmm. it's from a different culture, like, wow, okay, your parents are around for 11 years, let's celebrate that it would create a very different core picture, which then changes the pictures, which then changes the thoughts and feelings, okay? So that's the kind of aspect. Now, underneath this, we kind of erase all this stuff out of the way is what I call your core essence. Now, this is my specialty. This is where I help people get to is one's core essence, which is underneath all the programming, all the pictures, all the thoughts and feelings and stuff. And this is where true change occurs and it happens really quickly. It's not an easy path, like necessarily like a very gradual path like this. It's a really steep spiritual path. It's not for everyone, but it's for people who are really committed to personal development. It's for people who are really committed to being, you know, extraordinary beings, right? Kind of stuff, right? So it's really kind of getting to that next level. Ah, you got that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
being at that core essence. Like when you can come from your core essence, which is your integrity, your deep integrity. Sometimes you have pictures that are programming about what integrity is, which interferes with your core essence. Okay, so you need to get underneath all the programming to get to your core essence, which is your, in my language, your highest spiritual vibration. Mm. Then allow that to come through everything else so that you can purge everything. So one of the kind of jokes with my students, my clients over the years, is what people do in a couple months with me can take some people seven lifetimes to work through. Sure. And that kind of aspect, because you're getting underneath all this stuff. You're not working backwards from thoughts, feelings, pictures, core pictures, programming, and, and so forth. You're going from the core the other way, which makes it that much quicker. But it, you need to have the right tools to be able to pull it off and make that actually work, which is also what I teach. Is I, take, I teach energy-based tools um, of how to clear energy out, how to pull your energy back. And it's not like a thought-based visual thing. It's actually energy, which is what your core essence is. So I, I apply tools that are actually from the spaces so that people can really, you know, kick ass in life kind of thing. So that's the depth of where I come from. <laughs> Leo, that was absolutely awesome. I mean, my brain's going crazy right now with all the different things I'm, I'm thinking about with this, associating with other things like you mentioned about NLP since you know, the three of us are, do have a background in that. And, you know, right now that was awesome. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Chris, I agree. Completely. Chris, I, I know this is up your alley, buddy. What do you got to talk about? What do you I say? agree with Leo completely. He's right. That's exactly what NLP is. It only bends the programming. It doesn't, that's all, that's what it does. Yeah. And, and I agree. Cause what, what you talk about the Chris, the Gregorian calendar and all that stuff. Cause at the council Nicaea Christmas was solar equinox. Right. And they were just like, well, let's not change the programming. Let's just bend it. Right. And then solar equinox became Christmas. <laughs> right. And it was just it was like one yeah. year. And it was just like, let's just, it's easier this way. <laughs> Coming as a, as a software engineer, the way I look at NLP is actually inserting a, another instruction. If you want to go to the operating system at the low level basis, of, yeah. if you look at it like assembly code, it's going to be doing this like this instruction and then what you're doing is you're just adding another layer to it so it bypasses or whatever it might be that you that uh that you were working on the the pro reprogramming a person the instructions are still there but it's just bypassing it yeah that, that would be a great like the instruction that would be a great way to put that and and then the question is who's putting the instruction there that's not the programming it's the the underneath right and so that's the part of you that you really need to get access to to really change all this. So, yeah. The source, because it's like physical therapy. Like you walk into physical therapy, they're not, they're not interested in your symptoms. They're going to try to alleviate the pain first. They're not even going to work on you for like two weeks until like everything's calmed down enough. And they're like, okay, now I can see the source. We start there and work our way out. It, it just makes more sense because uh, let, let's be honest. It's like I think it kind of like it's kind of what our society's kind of become in the last like a hundred years. The whole pills for all this and that. And it's just all symptom based. It's all as you said. Now, if I'm right, just if we're just dealing with the pictures. We're not even getting down to the core essence of what really is the issue. Yes, I mean, putting a bandaid on the solution on the, the solution instead of fixing it or yeah. the problem. Yeah. And I mean, it's not for everyone, this process uh, to go that deep, right? But the, you need to have a certain, you know, mental kind of uh, strength in you, but you can also build that through the tools and starting to get through this stuff, right? But you need to be able to, to handle that level of steepness of growth and the tools come in place. It's like a sequential curriculum kind of mm -hmm. the, 
this so that you can do that. And it's basically like I give you a hammer and you learn how to use that hammer for yourself, right? I, I teach you how certain ways how to use it, but ultimately you're the user and you're going to use that hammer to build the birdhouse and I might build um, my home with it or, you know, or something like that, different, different things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Leo, Leo, I have a very kind of curious, sure. uh, how did you get into the idea of energy work? Because that right there is, I want to know what was the path? What was the process? What yeah. was the journey? I want to know that. Wait, the you want to, how, how deep do you want to go? As, as deep as you want to go. Okay, so I remember dying in my last life, and I remember the time between my last life, incarnation, and coming into this life, wow. okay? So I actually remember that, and I remember my purpose and all the different aspects with that. Um, as a teenager, I lost myself for a couple of years, got into a lot of trouble and whatever, and then I had a close friend of mine die, but I was still using all my energy awarenesses, intuitive awarenesses to keep me out of trouble, uh, but a friend of mine died, and I don't know if it was just a figment of my imagination or if it actually happened, but I went to see the, the wake, and the casket was open and stuff, and the, her eyes popped open, and it just, like, shook me to my core, like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And I don't know if it was real or not, the eye thing, but it, it just, it, it was real in my head, mm -hmm. and it just snapped me out of it, and since I was 17, I'm over 40 now. Uh, I've been going on this journey around energy work and looking at different coaches in the world, like some of the best of the best coaches in the world and energy experts and whatever, and like really finding what actually works and taking what fits, letting go of the rest, coming back to some of it in cases, my own limitations, and then throwing it out again and all that kind of stuff and just kind of recycling and really finding and honing in on this. But what I teach is a clairvoyant practice that's accessible to anybody. So it's like, you can think of a CEO who has like a, a vision of what they want to do for their company. That, that to me is clairvoyance. It's not about seeing uh, auras or colors or whatever. It's about being able to see people playing head games or being able to see different things like that. That is clairvoyance and your ability to do that and see that and navigate the world through all that. Like, you know, everybody can see politics right now and they can see through all the BS, but <laughs> you know, that, that's clairvoyance, right? Or it might just be like sheer, you know, reality check with what's going on with politics, but that's another story. There's like, but there's an aspect of like having vision in any way, being able to see things is clairvoyance. And that's what I teach. And to be able to neutrally see things, you need to blow through your pictures, your, your programming, because you're going to bring your programming or your pictures into whatever situation and see people through that or um, experience life through that. And that's the kind of the basis of what the, the, the dueling religions or the dueling politics is about is people wanting you to see things in their programming or their pictures. And so if you can see past that, then you can navigate the highest path and how to make your life work in, in amongst all that all. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Awesome. All right. Um, so let's see. So there's that piece. Is that piece. Um, all right. So tips and points. So how about that one? Sure, that sounds great. Okay, cool. All right, so in terms of the biggest tip I could give you is finding balance. So you have your, your core center, and then you've got kind of this edge of growth as you're constantly always challenging yourself. And you can consciously choose imbalance, and you can unconsciously choose it as well, which is like having dramas and negativity and crisis show up in your life, right? Mm -hmm. The ideal is you want to be in control of it. So challenge your relationships in like personal development or growth, take it to the next level, take it 
more love, better communication, whatever it, it might be with the relationship. Maybe your career, you want to hit the next level. You want to uh, reach a different target audience or a tribe or, or whatever it might be. And it's always constantly when you've got that, when you have like a mission and vision, it's really easy to challenge yourself there. But in a relationships mm-hmm. or leisure time or your learning space, it can be a bit more difficult because it's not so directly, oh, this is what I, my action is. So it's really important to bring that in all the different core categories of your life to push yourself to that edge uh, of imbalance where you can still, where you're constantly challenging yourself to bring, come back to homeostasis or balance. Now, when you have a crisis, which is where a lot of people who are listening to podcasts like this are like, man, I need some help. Or, you know, my life is like way the heck out here. Yeah. You need to find your core categories. There's, there are eight core categories in your life. And, you know, everybody knows the, the kind of big three, which are career finances and relationships. And sometimes people include the fourth one of health is you need to break it down. Okay, where in my health can I start to challenge this and bring this into a smaller context? Or how can I break this down a little bit more? And that's an immediate step. It's a quick fix, but you need to get control of what the integrity part of you is. So which is that core essence part that we're talking about? Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen when your life's in a crisis is that you're li- there's a lot of core pictures or programming that are operating in your life. And so you're going to need to come back to that and deal with that stuff but for a quick fix so that you can finally find some solid ground so that you can think for yourself is you need to break it down in certain categories that'll last, you know, two, three, four weeks. And then that gives you enough breathing room to kind of find something in terms to to deal with the core pictures or, you know, the core triggers that are setting you off or the programming and stuff like that. And that gives you sort of a bit of breathing room Mm -hmm. and that's what you can do. And you can break it down like that. Ultimately you want to take yourself into growth steps that you can tackle that put you into the sphere where it's like within your, your edge of imbalance and you can start to do that today. So it's like, um, for me, for example, um, one of my new tribes I'm targeting are green executives, clean tech industry, renewables, sustainability kind of um, executives and so forth like that, because, you know, that's the way the world is. We, we need those people to really be on point or we're going to have a world that's going to like collapse. Right. And, And that kind of aspect. So I'm starting to target that kind of demographic of people and that's pushing me uh, on my edge, a little, even a little bit out of my imbalance zone. Um, but I'm like, okay, I can take this. All right. And then that kind of aspect. And then, but you also need to be mindful that 80% of people who are successful in their career also are, um, start failing in their personal lives and their relationships. So you need to be able to ba- be balanced in all your categories. Cause if you start being successful in your career and your relationships tank, then your career is going to tank eventually. Okay. Exactly. You need right. to find that balance of your you know, interpersonal, personal life and your interpersonal career life and make that work for yourself. But there are ways you can challenge yourself here. And sometimes you get little things that spring up from here. Life shows up, um, parents die, um, whatever, different things show up in life. Life happens that really pull you out of the zone again. And then you can just break it down, take that kind of, once you have this process, this habit in place or a learning of it, it can take you like a week to kind of recover and pull through it and then come out the other side. Like I went through a complete life overhaul uh, about six years ago, Um, 13 year relationship, uh, two successful companies, changed my name even, moved cities, um, the works, and people started ripping my life apart while I was going through this reset. And I even got physically assaulted, uh, the works. It was really kind of interesting. So that was certainly pulling me out of my edge of this. And this is why I've discovered integrity is so important is because my, the only thing I could hold in that point was integrity. 
and I had to really damn well pull back <laughs> and like to be able to go forward. Um, There's one time I lost my cool and I was just like, I had enough. This, this person was trying to rip my life apart in any which way possible. Um, and I was just like, boom, I've had enough, just tore a strip into them. And even then it was really, it was cool, it was calm, it was like, but it was just like very, very intentional. I had had enough, but I did it from a place of integrity because it was my own integrity that was being compromised. And I was like, screw this, um, I'm not taking this. And so it's really important that you hold that integrity, especially when these big things pop up in terms of negativity or crisis in your life. And then even in the months of this, to have a balanced life, you need to have that integrity because part of you is hardwired for growth. And just like if you look at nature, nature's hardwired for growth. It grows, it grows, it grows, it grows. We're, we're hardwired for growth. And that's part of your integrity is to be connected to that growth. And that's why we're having so much um, health issues in the world and monetary kind of crisis and stuff, at least my opinion. It's a natural environment we moved ourselves into, definitely. Yeah. Cool. It's like yeah. a kid having growing pains. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is actually this, I call this a growth period. Um, this zone here is your, your growth period. And um, so you have your core essence and you put yourself into the edge of growth. That's your, what I call your growth period. And you can, own, if you own your growth period, you're excited, you're enthusiastic about life. If you don't own it, you're afraid, you're confused, you're disoriented, you sleep all the time, all that kind of stuff. Whereas if you own it, you're like, you're fired up, right? And like that aspect. And it's about consciously choosing those growth periods. Yeah, I like that. No, yeah, Leo, I absolutely love this. So a word that stuck out tonight, which I heard a lot from you, was integrity. Yeah. Could, can you just explain, can you define it for yourself so that others understand what that really is? All right. So integrity for me is to be without compromise with your core. Okay. So if your core, that could be your principles, your values, whatever it might be for you. But for me, there's a core feeling in my, inside myself or core aspect of myself. There isn't really an English word for it, but it's like my core essence, if you will. And my core essence is fired up and I'm creating from that core essence and, and creating from, from that reality. That's integrity for me. No, or, that's, that's okay. absolutely awesome, Leo. Because I know a lot of people say that word, but I don't think a lot of people understand it. And yeah. you explaining it tonight, especially in your world, is is absolutely phenomenal. I, I just have to tell you, you were at you were in flow tonight. I mean, you were absolutely awesome in your presentation and what you share with us, your knowledge, your experience, uh, your story of how you got into this. So thank you so much. This has absolutely been an awesome, awesome time having you here tonight. Fred and Chris, what do you guys think? I want to see Leo again because because right now he's, he's he, I, I can just tell you're grounded. You know what's going on. You're listening. And, and I like what you said because it's, it's not about what is right or what is wrong. It is what it is. I, I love that. You've got this acceptance going on, this vulnerability. I love that. I, I, need, I need to hear more from you, Leo, please. Like how do we, how do we get in contact with you? Can, can you come back on? Yeah, I could do that. Uh, that'd be great. All right, pick it up. I can probably teach you on it. Yes, let's do it. All right. I, I know I want to know more about energy because I started learning about energy when I started reading the book, Think and Grow Rich. So I want to know more about uh, all sorts of energy. What do you want to know? Yeah, well, listen, Fred, we got a little time left. Let's, let's, 
let's talk to him a little bit about energy real quick. All right. So different types of energies. How about we do different types of energies? All right, so you've got your physical energy, which is like your time space kind of, I want to get from point A to point B, it takes me time and space and I got to get my ass over there kind of thing. And then <laughs> the spiritual energy is like intention. It's like, if I want to be there, I'm there. If, I'm, if I want to be back, I'm back. It's just, there's no time space, it's just done. It's like, oh, I'm there, I'm back in my body kind of thing. Um, so as far as different types of energies, so we can talk, let's talk more about the programming because that's one of the things that stood out in the, in the podcast in terms of depth. So with programming, you have two different types of energies that impact programming. You have what are called group minds and you have what are called transmediums. So group minds are collective like ways of thinking. So you could think of um, California mentality, even versus Arizona, because you guys are familiar with Arizona, California. There's a different way of thinking if you're an Arizonian or Californian or whatever. And even like uh, Scottsdale versus South in Phoenix, right? And, and I kind of, it's just different attitudes, different ways of thinking. And those are what I call group minds. It's a collective way of thinking. Now that to me is a foreign energy that's impacting your programming, that's impacting all your pictures and stuff like that. And you oh. can actually separate from that stuff. You can actually be in Scottsdale or wherever you want to be um, and still maintain your kind of inner climate without losing space to that stuff or matching that energy or going to resistance to it. Or you can live in a certain place uh, without losing space to it, like someone's home. If you're, you know, staying at someone's home for a month or a couple of weeks, all the family energies, you can start to lose space to the, the energies in that home. And those are like different group minds and stuff, the family group minds that you can lose space to. Now you've got transmediums, which are like religious energies or new age energies or different ways of like, this is how everybody thinks in this space. It's much softer, more subtler type of energy, but it's also foreign energy. And so when you lose space of like, you can think of like, you know, social media in terms of like all the religious stuff, cause we're not really in person these days, but social media is talking about religion or, you know, Republican versus Democrat cause it's so prime and ready this fall. Um, there's a lot of like, this is how you think. If you're a Republican, then you're religious and you're pro-Jesus. If you're a Democrat, then you're against Jesus or whatever kind of stuff. And that's the, 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 the energy. That's the energy that's pushing in and, and that kind of aspect. And it happens all over the place in different ways of thinking. You can even go to um, spiritual centers in different cities and everybody almost dresses the same, almost the same haircuts, almost all look the same. There's a transmedium that's embodying that community. Again, it's a foreign energy. It's not, there's, everybody's like, we're about uniqueness, but everybody looks the same and acts the same and uses the same words. There's not actually a uniqueness, right? It's everybody's kind of the same. So those are a couple of kind of foreign energies that a lot of people can lose space to, especially when they go into personal development or healing or whatever, they lose space to the healers or the coaches or yes. all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then that's where integrity gets compromised. Now people can say surface wise, they have integrity and sure, but energetic integrity is way more critical or vital to a person's well-being and success in life than physical integrity. I mean, keep physical integrity, obviously, with like mm -hmm. sexuality boundaries and what have you and all that kind of stuff. But like energetic integrity is really not talked about in our culture and it borderlines on what I call spiritual abuse, just like psychological abuse or emotional abuse and all that kind of stuff. And people push this energy into your space because they're the so-and-so. I'm the greatest coach i don't want to name drop or whatever but I, i'm the greatest coach uh such and such and everybody should come to my weekends and roar 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 and <laughs> yes. into there and everybody carries that transmedium with them right yeah and then they leave and eventually the transmedium leaves mm -hmm. and then, so they lose that motivation 
Yeah. It needs to come from your core out rather than coming from outside in. But oftentimes you need that help to pull that out of you. And that's really kind of a big difference. And that's what, why a lot of people use group minds and transmediums because it's shortcuts and it gives a quick buck and all that kind of stuff. But then you start to separate all that and then people are like, well, what the heck did I even learn there? Kind of thing. So nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah. You just <laughs> felt good. You literally went there for a drug. Yeah. And that's what the, these energies are. They're like, they're addictions. Yeah. They're I, I, the Republican Democrat thing, same thing. It's just like, I will not partake in this. I, I, I'm not, either side never will be. <laughs> not interested. <laughs> yeah. So you can't win either side. Why would I play this game? <laughs> and then, then because of that dichotomy, you're forced to go independent or uh, the Nader or uh, uh, I'm not totally familiar with US politics, but uh, utility, unit, utility, oh, I forget what that other Libertarian? one. Libertarian? Yeah, there we go. I, yeah. And it's like, but then that's still on the dichotomy of it all, right? And it's all stuck in there. And it's like, yeah, so it's just an interesting mishmash of, of stuff. So that's another component of energy. Well, you oh, could God. change to Mandalorian. <laughs> it is the way. It is, it is the way. <laughs> Leo, can you, I, can we have, would, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just making this decision for all of us right now. I'm sorry. But can we have you again on just to talk about What's the word again? Trans what trans what energy? Can you say it one more time? Group minds. Yes, we. I would okay. love because right now, in, in my opinion, twenty twenty, we have a lot of people right now who are looking for that, looking for self development. They're looking for the spirituality. They're looking to how to look to look inward, and I really feel like it's really important we start to tell people about this energy and how okay. it looks all great, but how do you make sure you go into something that's actually going to serve you versus just well. Well, look at the COVID thing. You got your group minds with COVID, the anti-maskers and the pro-maskers and all that kind of stuff. They're group minds that are fighting against each other. And it's creating the new culture, the, mm -hmm. this fight of dichotomy. And it's just like, yeah. And personally, I, I actually like the mask because people don't recognize me. I'm not getting people's germs on me. It's like, great. I, you know, before COVID, I was in the car with my wet wipes and stuff or whatever. But I'm like, hey, now everybody's cleaning their hands. This is great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, tell people, I tell people this, while we're busy washing our hands, the media has been washing our brains. Yeah, and there's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of programming and mm -hmm. using types of energies to cause that. Yeah. No, you know, this, this has been absolutely awesome tonight. And I don't want to give all, I don't want you to give away all your secrets and strategies, the same thing. I want people to reach out to you find out more about you, more about your coaching, what you do, how can they go about doing that? All right, so there's a couple of ways. Um, now you learned a lot about me today, so I'll kind of direct you to uh, an application page. If you want to book an uh, ultimate life mastery strategy call with me, if you want to do that, um, you can go to my website, uh, dlrichard.com forward slash balance, so dlrichard.com forward slash balance. And um, there'll be an application there that just gives me kind of a quick snapshot about what your life situation is before we get on the call. And then you schedule a call and redirect you. And um, what we're going to do on the call is essentially look at your life, what's going on, what you want to solve. If I can actually help you, if I can't help you, I'm going to direct you somewhere where I can actually that someone that can actually help you with your situation. Because I have lots of contacts all over the world with who coach and help and are 
therapist and whatever. So uh, I'm not in, obviously I'm a business owner, so I, I do want to make money, but I'm not into helping you if it's not a fit because that's out of integrity. And it, it's like, it's not good for you. And it's not good for me. And it just causes bad energy and I'm not interested in that kind of stuff. Um, so go there if you want to do that. So it's dlrichard.com forward slash balance. And um, you can have a kick-ass conversation. Uh, first call, if it goes really well, will well, probably be about 20, 30 minutes. And then we can extend another call down the road, um, that, which will be more of a kind of a program set up and seeing if um, how we want to go forward with all the technical stuff of program information and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to do that, go there. Um, and all that kind of jazz. Leo, that, that is absolutely awesome that you have this opportunity for people. Tonight's show has been absolutely wonderful. We really appreciate you taking the time to be on here with us, educating us, and bringing your, bringing and sharing your gifts to the world. So thank you so much for your time. Hey, guys, this is a wrap. We got to end our show, but we're going to definitely have Leo back. If you want to learn more, you can visit the extraordinarybeingmovement.com where we're going to have some information on there about Leo and how to get access to him. You could check out our, this video on our YouTube channel at ebmtvlive.com. And you can always reach out to Fred, Chris, and I with any coaching questions or any information about any of our guests. We'll be glad to put you in touch with them. Awesome. So I'm going to leave it up to Fred Martinez to, you know, to help end the show this evening. Any final last words from you, Fred? Like I always say, not only be extraordinary, be legendary. Be yeah. legendary. Chris, what do you have to say? I've, I've learned now that it's, I've learned a distinction between integrity of the physical body and integrity of energy. I, I'm, I'm taking this with me for the following week. This is going to be something I'm definitely be focusing on. Thank you so much, Leah. You're welcome. All right. And I go by alphabetical. So thanks, Chris, Frederick, and Lynn for having me on the show for an extraordinary being movement. I love this. I love the energy you guys bring. It's fantastic. Hey, Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. But we have to say goodbye. So everybody, good night, farewell. We all wish you the best success in life. Peace.